0: So overwhelm just doesn't exist for me anymore. I thrive in high-pressure scenarios because I just feed the controllables, not the uncontrollables. It's the uncontrollables you feed that put you in a downward spiral of overwhelm.
1: Welcome to the Hustle Rebellion Show. We are on a mission to prove that being busy all the time does not always lead to success. We are business owners who are ready to stop wasting energy so we can be more productive. This podcast will give you the steps to stop hiding behind the hustle, so you can start living the life you want. I'm your host, Heather Porter. Welcome, everyone. I have quite the guest for you today. I'm looking forward to introducing you to him. Gosh, I've known him probably, I don't know, at least 10 years, probably more than that. So let me tell you a little bit about Peter Lakovic. Peter is the director of the Sales Institute Australia co-founder of the Reverse Selling Method and the Convert Club. By the way, you're going to meet his lovely partner in business and life, Annette, in a future podcast episode. Peter has been asked to tailor the sales systems for companies like Mazda, Channel 9 here in Australia, Sanity Music, HMV, Virgin, Westpac, Macquarie University, and Cancer Council, to just name a few of them. And he's known to many as the $2 billion sales system man from sales collectively made from his clients over the years. He has a really interesting journey to share with you guys, kind of where he's come in business, working happily, working 18 hours a day to now having more of a lifestyle business with his son and his wife. And they've moved across the country from Sydney to Perth. And so there's some cool stories around that. But also I really like what he has to share around simplifying the business, and just taking a step at doing what you're great at. So without saying anything else, I'm going to welcome Peter onto the show. Hello, Peter. Hey guys, welcome. Gosh, I'm so excited to share the amazing Peter Lakovic with you guys. Actually, we've known each other for, I don't know, over 10 years. It's a lot.
0: Easily. It's crazy long. I know. It's so good to be here so much.
1: I'm so happy to have you here because I think what you and your amazing partner, Annette, who will be on a future episode, you both epitomize, I believe, the sort of idea of working Better with less hustle. And that's why I wanted to have you on here. And I know a lot of the listeners already know you because, you know, we run in certain circles together. So there'll be a lot of people keen to hear what you say. And I also know it's going to be really difficult for me to keep you talking under 30 minutes because you could talk like for three days. Oh, yes. I will do my best. I promise. (laughs) But that's the problem. I could just sit here and listen to you for three days. So, Mm. (laughs) all right, we'll do our best. So I want to start with the first question, which is let's talk about. Hustle and three Mm -hmm. tips that you have on building a business smarter.
0: Yes. It's really interesting being in the space that I've been for so long, helping so many thousands of business owners. You see all shapes and walks of life. And it's amazing the approach every individual has to building their own business. And I guess that's the great thing about entrepreneurship. There is no one way. Yeah. It's what suits everybody. The first business I built was a passion business that turned into a chain of 15 businesses. The second one was a consulting business. And that was passionate about training and consulting. Did well, but not as good as the first business. It became a seven-figure business, but nothing really out of the extraordinary. Then the third one went a little bit better than that. And then the fourth one became an eight-figure business. And all of them were built different ways. And now sitting in my 50s, you have the hindsight of looking back and going, what would I do now if I was to build a business that was not about working 18 hours a day and really just putting a nose to the grindstone and waking up one day going, where the last 10 or 20 years go and have no or memories or anything like that to go with you, which is kind of where Annette and I have landed right now. You know, we've moved back to Perth where I'm originally from and we've got a business that enables me to coach my son's basketball team, coach his soccer team, coach his surf club, spend time with family when they need it. Like, we have the ability to do that, which is really, really cool. And the three things for us that I want to share with you right now have really been the impetus to be able to do that. Yeah. And the first one is focus on vision. Like what's the vision you want for your life? And we all say we have this vision stuff, but the key word here is the focus on the vision. We might start with the vision and then what do we do? Head down, bum up, work, work, work. So true. How often do you focus on making the vision you have become the reality? So I know what my lifestyle is. I know what it's like. The minute we, we started the business, I was already coaching. Not I'll wait till the business is set up so I can coach it. The focus of how we set it up will enable me to, to coach twice a week and be there on the weekend, whether it be surf club or soccer or basketball. Mm. So the first thing I implore everyone to do is you have your vision, you have the lifestyle that you want. I mean, we start business in my world for one reason, lifestyle. Yeah. Right? You want to build the life that you want. And lifestyle for me is about choice, doing what you want, when you want, who you want. And you have the choice of when you want to do that. So number one for me, if I keep it short, succinct, it's just focus on vision. Keep coming back to it. Keep focusing on how is it integrated into your business plan? Because if you don't integrate it, Annette taught me this 18 years ago. We didn't have a holiday for three years. We weren't even married yet. We were dating. Yeah. And she goes, we're going to go, I'm like, oh. So she grabbed my diary for next year and she booked out all the holidays before I could book all my clients in.
1: How smart is that? But like, that's such a simple tip,
0: but important. I never thought that way because what was Pete focused on? The growth, the hustle. Yeah. And so then I went to book my diary and I go, oh, I can't fit a client there because we've got a three-day weekend. I can't fit a client there. We're going away for four weeks. I've got my 40th birthday. I've got whatever it is. So the first rule is, focus on your vision, have a focus on it, always come back to it. Because when you do that, then success becomes, lifestyle becomes part of your success. Mm. It's not measured just by business. Love it. Number two, for me, it's be great, right? Good is the enemy of great. So people often put hustle and greatness together. You've got to hustle to be great. My definition of be great is what is the anchor that holds you back from being great is you are trying to do everything, right? You are wearing every hat in the business for way, way, way too long. So be great at your one lead generation funnel, at your marketing funnel. Be great on it. Double down on it. Know how to get to seven figures using this one funnel. Be great at your sales. Have a sales process that can convert that lead source into a paying customer, Have a delivery model that is not everything to everybody, but is great at delivering that one result to that one customer from that one marketing source. Very few people in this world are great at what they do. They're okay at it. They're good at it because they're doing way, way, way so much. We were fortunate enough to build the business we have now, took us six and a half months to get to seven figures. And it was the simplicity of what we did that enabled that. It wasn't a complexity.
1: Do you know... That word, simplify, is the common word that I hear from every single person I am talking to. And there you go. Just a few minutes into our interview. There it is. Right
0: there. Simplify. So continue on. Yeah. We just overcomplicate. I mean, if I look at our sales process that we do here in Convert Club that we yeah. teach, it is so simple. Our members go, wow. Is that all I have to say and do? I go, Yeah. And then they come and go, oh, it worked. Like they're almost surprised that it was so simple that it worked. And sales times get cut in half objections become eliminated. People want to give you money. You don't have to deal with objections because we just do the simple things really, really well. Yeah. So the only way to be great is to do one thing, do it really, really well. Yeah. Don't try to do everything. Outside of that, I'll outsource everything. But just know what it is. If it's this, be great at that. If it's that, be great at that. But just be great.
1: I want to jump in at that point too because I think it was you and or Annette I was talking to both of you And one of you said, well, you built a seven-figure business without even having a website. And I found that that was like, that was so cool because that's what you guys did, right? Because you were great at what you do.
0: Our funnel for conversion had nothing to do with the website. (laughs) I was looking at it now. I speak to businesses all the time. They're like, oh, I've just got a coaching call today with one of their members. I'm just working on my website. I'm working my content creation. I'm getting my lead pages and landing page sorted. I'm like, great. What's the activity doing to bring in revenue today? Well, I just need to get the leads in, and I'm gonna do this to get the leads in. But hang on, there's low-hanging fruit. Do you have a database? Do you have an audience You're part of a networking group? Like we call it the A.W.A. strategy. I need to do that as well as the simple stuff that's going to generate the revenue. Yeah, marketing is a lot of the sexy stuff. Let's do all this kind of stuff and get it set up, and we wait. It's the you know my version of the 80s and 90s when I started in business. It was like, oh no, I can't go to that event because I haven't got my business cards. <laughs> So true. Like, I can't because I haven't got my website. Yeah. I haven't got my letters. I don't have my landing page. Like it's the same stuff just rehashed from 10, 20 years ago. So we're guilty. We only got our website last year. And it's not even that website that generates leads for us right now. I've had people go, I looked for it, I couldn't find your website. I'm like, yeah, I'm proud to say we've built a really successful business without it. Because it's not part of our journey. Being great. At a website conversion is not what we wanted to do. We had our conversion funnel and we obsessed about being great at that. It did not need a website to get to seven figures, even in today's world.
1: I agree. And I wanted to bring that up because obviously my business is CRO, we're a conversion rate optimization company and focus on websites and funnels
0: too. But and I send everyone to you what you are
1: Yeah, I know, which is great. We're like kind of we share clients, but I still wanted to bring that up because like it really backs up that point of being great at what you do and simplifying and just focusing on that one thing. And yeah, you don't need a logo. You don't need all these fancy things. Just do what you're great at and get out there and bring in their revenue
0: and focus on that. I'm great at getting in front of people. You are. Educating them, showing them what's possible. I'm giving them a framework, a model that creates simplicity. Yeah. So I can't do that in a website as well as I could through another marketing channel and another conversion channel. I'm a front-of-house person, so I need to be front-of-house. I've got to have a funnel that puts me front-of-house. That's the best gift I can give to people is make them realize they can do sales if they have this really simple framework. A website is part of our future, a huge part of it. It's just not part of the startup stage and the growth stage.
1: Brilliant. And thank you for being honest and sharing that. Now, do you have a third tip? I think you got to two so far. I'm just like soaking in all the tips.
0: (laughs) If I focus on... Building a business without the hustle to make it simple and easy. Yeah. And I'm going to go on the slant, probably different to everyone else, because I know you're speaking to a lot of really successful people, and there's going to be a lot of overlap. So I'm going to try to think outside the box for you. And it almost links to number one, but I want to segregate it, and that is rewards. Okay. I find people do not reward themselves enough for the work they put into the business that they do. Therefore, the work becomes work. It doesn't become something that they get a reward for doing. So if you want to build a business that is not about the hustle, then you've got to have reward in your life because you know that I did the work, I did the late night, but I know this weekend we're going to go see Ed Sheeran at a concert. I know that I'm going to pick up my son early from school. We're going to go out. We're going to do this. Like if you achieve a milestone, most people don't even acknowledge the milestone that they hit. They don't reward themselves for it. If you teach, like we went through a stage where we listed rewards So our goal board was a reward board. Yep. It wasn't so much about the goal. So if we did this, we get that reward. So we wanted to tick off the rewards, but getting the rewards means we achieved the goal. But that creates excitement and fun and adventure in what you do in your business. And then your work becomes more purposeful because it has an end goal and it has an end meaning around it. Does that make sense?
1: It makes perfect sense. And that's another theme, actually. I think everyone I've spoken to so far has a different take on goals. I'm loving that you're saying that as well. Do you know one of the biggest trends in... Well, there's a lot of trends in Google for search terms, but a trending search term is how to have more fun. Like we as people are failing as we get older at understanding how to have fun. It's the slant on how to be more happy, right? You brought that up as a really good point. It's like we forgot how to reward ourselves, especially if we're bummed down in the grind, doing the business. We forget all these things that keep us going.
0: So thank you for bringing that up. We do. And I think that is what makes business a grind yeah you don't realize what it's about you're not living the reward of the work that you're putting in yeah we tend to live for the reward when we're 60 we get a superannuation stereotypically in a full-time job that we were told we used to have to do yeah like or we go on that holiday once a year at christmas it's like why do we have to wait for a calendar that's given to us when we should have a holiday when you can create your own calendar,
1: yes, create your own calendar. You guys, you are in control. That's why you started your business in the first place. Don't forget it. <laughs> so, I want to talk about case studies. Yes, I have a reason for asking you guys this question. Whenever you know if you're anybody about the case study, because it's really hard to do if you're really great at what you do to pinpoint like a mm-hmm. really memorable case study. So,
0: this <laughs> one, so- but I knew you were ask me this <laughs> question even now. I've almost changed my mind 10 times of who I want to talk about. I knew it.
1: All right. So I'm curious who you're going to talk about. Who's somebody that you've worked with and helped and what did you do and who are they? And give it to me.
0: (laughs) Can I give you two really quick ones? Yeah, Yeah, you're good. Go for it. I'm going to go way, way back to a young 17-year-old boy in the early 2000s who was getting into real estate and he was sitting his real estate license. He couldn't practice just yet. So he came in and wanted to learn a sales process so when he could go out legally and start selling real estate, he could hit the ground running. You know, the old adage of when's the worst time to need to learn how to swim? Yeah. When you fall overboard, huh. right? Because it's too late then, you're already drowning. Yeah. When's the worst time to need to learn how to sell? When you've got a lead. Because if you're learning while you've got a lead, you're going to lose the lead. You need to learn how to sell before you get the leads. So when you get the lead, you can convert them. If you don't have a, a lot of leads coming through, focusing on converting leads is really important because you can maximize every single lead that you have. So this young gentleman, he was going through and building his sales process to get the ground running. And in his very first week, he broke the record in listings. He was in real estate in listings for the company (gasps) in his first week, and he just turned 18. Wow. And what I love about him, he had no bad habits. He was a bit of plasticine that we could mold. Now, he's the type of person, picture this. Have you ever seen that felt, that handshake that he's soft and meek and mold? Yeah, for sure. That was him. He was six foot three. Yeah. But when he shook my hand, it was like soft. He didn't have the gift of the gab. He wasn't extroverted. He was quite passive. He had a very calmness about him. It wasn't your typical look in the book and this is what a salesperson would look like. And he broke all the records. Someone said, why? Like, what are you doing so quickly? Like, you've just started. He goes, I just followed the process. The reason I want to share this quick one with you is he's someone who doesn't get caught up in his own limiting beliefs, yeah. in preconceived ideas, is the type of person who said, there's a process here, I'm just going to follow it. And when you follow the process, it could success. He got out of his own way. I share that with you because if you're not extroverted, if you don't feel like you got the gift of the gab, if you didn't get into business because you love sales, there is light at the end of tunnel for you. <laughs> Perfect. On more specific around what did someone do and how and why and the result they got, I'm going to talk about Predominantly, we help people in the service-based industries. When you have a a skill or an expertise that you deliver as a service, predominantly, that's kind of who we attract. You know, 80% service, 20% product-based businesses. Ben is a similar industry to you, but in a different marketplace. He builds websites for businesses. Yep. And when he came to us, he came to us for a couple of different reasons. Now, he was taking six days to put a pitch deck together because he was selling $30,000, $40,000 websites. Yep. Uh, I think he sold a $150,000 website, everywhere from 20 to 50K. And he'd spend six days putting a pitch deck together. Then he'd have to present it. Then he'd have to go back and tweak it. Then he'd have to go back and represent it again. Then he'd have to do copious amounts of follow-up. And his sales cycle was just like exhausting for him physically and mentally. And all the time he spent doing that, he couldn't spend time delivering. He was wearing a few hats at the same time. So mm. he was building it to, to deliver and he was responsible for sales. But there wasn't always a lot of profit at the end of that for him. Right. So those were his really big challenges, what he was going through. And the first thing we identified with him is the sequence that he was following was causing an exhaustive sales process. You are responsible for how quick or how long your customer makes decisions based on your process. So we redefined his whole process.
1: Ooh, can you just say that one more time? You're
0: responsible for... Yes, you are responsible for how exhausting or long-winded your sales process is or how much follow-up you have to do or how long it takes for your customer to make a decision by the way of the process you take your customer through. Yeah. See, for me, your job is to give people information the way their brain needs it so they can make a good decision. Yeah. So if you're not giving people information the way their brain needs it, they can't make a good decision. Let me put it this way. The way he sold was not how the way people like to buy.
1: So important. Oh my gosh, you guys. There's the little gold nuggets being dropped
0: right now. Thank you. We call this your alignment point. Yes. He had missed his alignment point. We need to present to people the way they like to buy. You know, the methodology of the reverse selling method that we use is how do you get customers to buy so you don't have to sell? It's getting a buying mindset in the customer, not a selling mindset in you. Or your team, it changes everything. You become the prize they want to buy from you. Yeah, he never had that. He was the chaser in every dynamic. You have a chaser and a chasee. Okay, now he was the chaser. They knew that he wanted their business. He knew that he wanted their business. So the paradigm shift, the way that relationship unfolded, like it does with most people, is that the salesperson, the business owner, is the chaser. The client is the chasee. That creates a different dynamic. Who has control? The customer absolutely who has the power. The customer, yeah. Therefore, when they have control and the power, they become picky and choosy who they want to work with. Let's look at the opposite. When they have control, we lack control. When they have the power, we feel powerless. When they get picky, we get salesy. When they get choosy, we get pushy because we want to close the deal. Yeah, and we don't want to be salesy and pushy. And this is the dynamic. So what we do with Ben, we created what we call the switch, where we become the chase e. And the customer becomes the chase er. Have you ever been to the beach no fishing chips?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: You throw a chip out. What happens?
1: <laughs> All the seagulls. <laughs> yeah.
0: They flock and what do they do? They fight over the chip. Totally. Right? Yeah. Ben's the beginning of Ben's sales process turned him into the chip and the customer into the seagull. Wow. If you think of the metaphor of the chip and the seagull, you always need to position yourself as the chip. So we redefined how many steps are in his sales process and the order of his sales process. Once we redefined that and then we created the switch, people started wanting him. What was the result? One, he would spend 45 minutes doing a pitch deck together because we changed it. He's now not doing proposals and closing three times as much. Yep. Second result he achieved, he now is selling his websites at six figures he even sold a $338,000 website. <laughs> Amazing. He's done back-to-back highest of months he's ever done in 21 years of business just at the end of last year. And he sent me a nice little screenshot of him with his family drinking a nice bottle of wine. And the key is his team are seeing the value in what they deliver. And they're charging their true worth. He has profitability in his business. And that's the cool thing because we build business so we can get profit, not revenue. Revenue is a vanity metric profit is sanity. Profit equals lifestyle. Wow! So I love the fact that he was open to knowing that I'm doing something and it's working okay, but it's not giving me the profit and the revenue that I want. How can I scale this? So he just built a scalable sales process that doubled and tripled his price point, halved the time it took to make the sale and created more profitability. Ben's that, you know, the type of person when you say jump, they say, how high? Yeah. That's him. He goes, okay, I'll just do it.
1: He's coachable. And that's what I'm hearing from both of your case studies, that they're open to the process and following a process that works.
0: And it's interesting because I'm like, like, I'm a great student. Hey, tell me what in it, I'll just do it. Yeah. Tell me on in web. I'll just do it. Because yeah, yeah. you're the genius, you're the expert. You've got decades of experience doing this. It's similar when it comes, I obsess and just geek out about the human brain and how people make buying decisions. And I want to create an easy buying mechanism that isn't old school and salesy. Yeah. So I just know this stuff just works. And so when people go, all right, You're an expert at this, do it, tell me what to do next. And he's just an action taker. It's fantastic to work with people like that.
1: So that's another little theme that I'm going to bring out too. So the simplifying as well as, I like the reward piece that you talked about, but the action taker. Again, it's like, it feels like you have to hustle, you know, take all the action, but it's actually different than that. It's taking the right action. That's the key.
0: Yeah, we call it your best next step. There you go. Most people are never taking their best, next step yeah i think they need to send a proposal and do it's not their best next step when they call someone i don't know how to follow them up you know we have a a model called fifth fortunes in the follow-up and after 10 days of presenting the the three steps to following up an existing audience and database without getting new leads our members made seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in 10 days from an sms an email or a telephone call because they knew the best next step to following up the lead so if you know what your best next step is and you do that You're always moving forward.
1: Yeah, there you go. I know there's probably all these listeners by now going, where do I sign up? I'm ready. But hold on there, because Peter has a few more really cool things to share. Because you're probably thinking, what's my best next step? I know I would be. I know I am, right? So I hear you guys. So it's all good. But I think now's a really good time to talk a little bit about overwhelm, because we're talking about the best next step you take. And I mean, there's so much noise out there right now. And there's coaches, coaching coaches, coaching coaches. It's like, who do you go to listen to now? So what's your best tip on overwhelm, like a mindset hack, if somebody's feeling just a bit spinning out of control and what to do next?
0: Yes. I have an interesting slant on this. Yep. I say I've had arguments about it. I've had people who just don't understand my thinking about it. And if they go away and that challenges their thinking, then that's great. I'm going to spin it differently. Hopefully, it gets through easier. Okay. And I'm going to preface it by saying, I don't believe in stress. Okay. I don't say it doesn't exist for people. I personally just don't believe in it <laughs> because what I want you to walk away with is, is feed the controllables. Often we are feeding the uncontrollables, and that creates overwhelm. But when you feed the controllables what you can control, then you only focus on the things that can move you forward. The uncontrollables are always going to be there, but why would I feed it? Because when you feed it, it will create the anxiety or the word stress. When I studied martial arts, I was very fortunate to be studied by someone who lived with monks for 13 years and taught me a lot of things. and. He mentored me and a best friend of mine, and we call it Black Tuesday. Okay. Why? Because it was a dark day for us. It was, it was three hours of pure physical punishment. To see. It was more to see what we could do and how mentally strong we could be. Mm. And one thing he taught us was we were in this stance, literally bashing forearms against each other for 20 minutes, hit of a bamboo stick, smashing us in our abs and in our quads, making sure our muscles were flexed, and, and he was just trying to get into our head. Pain is just a word. It is just a word. Pain is a word you put all this emotion into. And he's just said to yourself, and say this to yourself now, if you just sit there, Heather, and say, I feel tree. Mm. I feel tree. Interesting. I feel tree. What feelings overwhelm you when you say that? What feelings come with inside you? For me, it's, it's a calmness. It's almost a swaying. It's a growth. And we have our own perception around it. But every word you have, has an emotion attached to it. What precedes every action is a feeling and an emotion. Feelings and emotions drive each action that we have. So if you can look at controlling your feelings, you can control the actions that you have. So the reason I don't believe in stress, because I don't feed the word of what stress is. Am I tired? Did I get two hours sleep last night? Yes. Can I control what happened last night? No. What can I control? I'll go to bed early tonight. Do I have a dependency on someone else getting something to me stopping me from getting done? Like the sun will always rise, the sun will always set, and the next day will come up. So for me, I just feed the controllables. So overwhelm just doesn't exist for me anymore. Like I thrive in high-pressure scenarios because I just feed the controllables, not the uncontrollables. It's the uncontrollables you feed that put you in a downward spiral of overwhelm.
1: What a beautiful answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Really lovely. Love it. Wow. I have nothing to say on that. So good. I'm just going to move on. But seriously, thank you for that. You guys just be a tree. (laughs) Okay. So moving on. Last question for you is another interesting one. I want to hear how you answer this one too. What makes you different, Peter? What makes you different from all the other amazing individuals out there that teach or coach or mentor in similar things that you do?
0: Yeah. It's interesting when you ask that. And it wasn't too hard for me to think about this because I've asked my audience that question yep. before we built the business that we have now. Because I wanted to know over the last 28 years before Annette and I joined forces and we, we started the sales Institute and, and convert club many, many years ago. It was like, why me? Why did you get fast success? Why when I explained something to you, you said to me, okay, that makes sense. Like, I've learned this before. It didn't click. Now it does. I wanted to know why. What was it about that? Because I felt there was an essence there. You know, one thing I'm really proud of with our members is how quick they can create cash flow in the business, how quick they can get sales results, how much they fall in love with sales because they realize selling is not your stereotypical definition of selling. So what I came, I brought it back to was almost a word that you used earlier, and that is simplicity. Yeah. I feel that there's a lot of ego in the world and we try to make things more complex to make ourselves stand out and become authority in the marketplace. And, and we have this unique mechanism and we need to have those things. But I think we overcomplicate what it takes to be successful at a husband, as a wife, as a sibling, as a brother, as a sister, as a business owner, as a marketer, as a salesperson, as customer service. Like we overcomplicate it. So I love to make the complex become simple. And your sales process, I mean, I used to teach an eight-step sales process. It's now five. It doesn't have to be that complex. It really, really doesn't. Yeah. What do I say to this person in this scenario? Like, it's really simple. If I give the epitome of what our methodology is all about, it's one word. It's called the truth. Like, people look for this, one of these good one-liners I can use to overcome this objection. It's like, no, people see through that stuff now. You know, the fake icebreakers at an introduction. Like, people see through that. I'm here for a meeting at six o'clock. Talk to me about what I'm here for. Don't do the fake icebreaker stuff. Yeah. So I obsess about simplicity. How can I make a sales process for you be so simple that you can use it and it works straight away? How can I make a sales process for you that is so simple and tailored, you can give it to your next team member and they can use it and release key person dependency from you and have success straight away? How can you have a sales process that is so simple that it becomes this language that your team just used and they don't know any different? It becomes part of your business DNA. So I obsess about how can I make your job in sales simpler and easier, not more complex and not more convoluted. My biggest compliment is if I ever coach you, you go, oh, Pete, that's common sense. But often what's common is not. What's easy to do is easy not to do. I'm just really good at putting models and frameworks around it for replicability. So it's not so much giving you a script that is 16 pages long, but here's a framework that tells you how to say the right answer because you have it within you. Yeah. So simplicity and frameworks of replicability, I would say is what I geek out on.
1: Do you know I've spoken to some of your members and you've referred a couple to me as well and they are from all different walks of life, all different personalities, different businesses and yet all of them are achieving extraordinary results and I think that that is exactly a testament to what you do is the simplification and I love how you said truth as well. I think there's a fine line of giving frameworks and formulas, but that piece right there, the world is going to need more and more of that as sort of like chat, GBT, and AI, and all these mm. new technologies come to be. It's almost like we need to be retrained on our truth and what makes us unique and what makes us stand out, also paired with what works and you know people who've stepped before us.
0: Yeah, I'm actually getting goosebumps from my body as you talk about this, because <laughs> Truth, for me, leads to being your true authentic self and yeah. telling about me trusting the person. If I'm the customer and the end user, and if you're listening and watching it, I want to be a potential client of yours, I want to feel your truth and your authenticity in what you're doing. I don't want to feel like you have a hidden agenda. You're just saying this for a reason. I want to feel you like actually, you have care factor what I'm doing. Yeah. So there's a lot of what we do is it's formulated, right? Because I need to create scalability for you and your business. So I need to create replicable sales success. But it's not, a like I said, a 16-page just script. There's models that teach your brain how to answer it in the heat of the moment without having to remember 100 different scenarios. And that's the key for me. Simplicity allows your own personality to come out. And then if you have a sales team, it enables their personality to come out. But we all get the same result. And you have this IP that your business owns Mm. that you do it one set way, but it's a way that is authentic to everybody in your business.
1: Love it. Okay. So how do people know more about Peter Lakovic and what you do? Where do they go?
0: Okay. You can do a couple of things. I'm a very personal person. If you've got a question about something about this, I'm one of these geeks that like to reply to emails if I get them, <laughs> and my team highlight them for me. So I'll do two things. One, just email me, sellmore, S-E-L-L-M-O-R-E at peterlakovic.com.au. Now, Peter spelled a bit different, P-T-A-R. Yes, I'm a bit weird that way. Just email me. You know, Pete, I love me to talk about this. Can I get some information on that? Like, let's just let me help you as quick as I can. Otherwise, you could go to convertclub.com.au. That's our international award winning program that we deliver and how we build your process. You can check some stuff out there. But just email me. Let's see if I can send you some stuff that can help you or answer any questions that you've got. I'd be more than happy to do that.
1: Brilliant. And you guys, as always, we will have all of Peter's contact details and links in our show notes for this episode. You could just go to hustlerebellion.com to find that. And one last thing before we go. Yes. Do you have any last comments, any last little epiphanies, little things that have come to you during this conversation that you just have to share with the viewers and the listeners?
0: If there's one thing I have realized myself personally and with all the businesses I've worked with, is it's okay if the goalposts change. Now, what I mean by that is we often start a business, some people want a lifestyle business. I just want to earn a million dollars, pay myself a good wage, have some good dividends, and not work 80 hours a week. They get to that and they go, oh my God, five million is possible. And the goalposts change, but they have guilt around it. Or other people, I want to build an empire. Then they realize, I actually don't want the empire. I want the lifestyle. So just be okay that if the goalposts change, that's all right, because who you are today is not who you will be in a year's time, five years' time, or 10 years' time. I loved working 18 hours a day in a previous business that I'm a shareholder of. I loved it. It was not work for me. It was like getting up and having a massage every day. like It was that feeling of endorphins and serotonin, and it didn't feel like work. It was obviously before I had a child and all that type of stuff. I just loved it but now my goalposts have changed and that's got to be okay. I don't need to be the person that's going to run now a $50 million business. That may change for me in two or three years time when Brasson gets older. So be okay if the goalposts move.
1: Thank you so, so, so much for being here. Appreciate it as always having these conversations.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: It's been so good. And guys, remember to go check out what Peter is up to, because he has a lot of incredible resources and things to help you Simplify your sales process. That's the key. So, thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, everybody. Hey, Hustle Rebels. If you enjoyed tuning in, you have to check out hustlerebellion.com. It's where you get access to the special resources mentioned in these episodes and can watch the video versions. If this episode gave you a few tips to help you run your business better so you can live a more joyful life, please rate and review it and pass it along to a fellow business owner. As always, thank you for your support.